0: Welcome one and all to the very first episode of VG Emporium, video game music and more podcast. Uh, something I've been wanting to be needing to do for a while, and um, you know, here it is finally. So, um, first I gotta say big thanks to um, Rob Nichols and Purnell of uh, Rhythm and Pixels Podcast for kind of giving like finally giving me like the inspirational kick in the arse to get this started. And so now here I am to share with you the video game musics of all kinds. Yeah. And now to tell you a bit about myself, your host. Um, my name is AJ Reyes. I go by Rage Cage on social medias, um, pretty much everywhere online. Um, I make um, original chiptunes, uh, I occasionally make a full of myself beatboxing off the cuff or um, you know, covering video game music. And other than that, I've generally just tended to lurk about um, not being as interactive as I should be, but i um, hoping to change that, especially with um, doing this here podcast. So pretty excited to finally get this started and, uh, you know, see where it goes. And before I proceed any further, um, just a little disclaimer, I'm kind of recording this um, piecemeal, you know, as I go. So there's going to be like, you know, it's recorded in different bits and parts. I haven't quite gotten the right setup yet, so you know, please bear with me for these next for these first few episodes, and hopefully I'll have a more consistent setup, so yeah. Now as to the name BG Emporium, and how I came to that, it's a fun little story um, I used to work at a candy store called Candy Strike Emporium, and we used to sell all kinds of stuff you know, candies, you know, old old, old candies, like you know, stuff that like your our grandparents remember from way back when, um, all kinds of licorices, uh, toys, fudge, ice cream, and of course, the ever inescapable saltwater taffy. So I got me to thinking Fiji Emporium, that's kind of a cool name. It's like a big old store full of all kinds of video game music. You know, classics that we all love, obscurities that we were just like, whoa, where did this come from? Um, even just like, uh, you know, original chiptunes, remixes, and then music inspired by that video game music that we love oh so much. So I'm uh, hoping that you'll enjoy these sounds I'll be peddling to you, and you'll keep coming back for more, and I'll keep having new stuff in stock for you. But um, enough of my rambling here, so um, I'm going to tell you about the track that we that we came in on. Was first the title theme, and then the stage music for Higo, Nagato, Setsu, Owari, and Eichio. From the game Kensiden on the Sega Master System, with an unknown composer. Now, as your ears could probably tell you, this here is the FM version, uh, played through the uh, YM2413 OPLL sound chip, which, according to most everything I've read, my Sega Master System should not have had. But somehow, it did, and, you know, I this is the first game I bought. I get it home, I'm excited, I pop in the cartridge, I turn it on, and this these crazy sounds are coming out of my TV, and, you know, up to this point, all I've ever experienced in home, in a home at friends' houses were Nintendos with their, you know, 8-bit sounds, the, and just simple square waves and everything, and, you know, hear FM music in the arcade, and that's the only place you hear it. And then here it is, right here, coming out of my TV, going into my little ears, and uh, pretty much just blowing my mind. And all the music in this game has a very Japanese flavor, very traditional Japanese, um... You know, some of it's action-packed, like this one that's playing right now, or a little more subdued, laid-back, um, like, you know, without the drums and everything, or even ominous as, like, the last stages. The YM2413's, uh, preset patches are used pretty well here, cause, um, in some other games like Alex Kidd and the Lost Stars, um, it can sound pretty cheesy, but, um, yeah, whoever was the composer for this game, you know, knew what he was doing with this thing, so yeah, it's, a uh, big kudos. So uh, the most basic way that you can explain this game is uh, basically it's Castlevania in feudal Japan with a uh, yokai instead of like classic movie monsters. The long of it is, is that you uh, play as Hayato um, who is on a mission to defeat the demon lord Nobunaga and you must make your way to Edo through the different provinces of Japan starting from west east and as you as you go along you are defeating Warlords and warlocks and gaining abilities as you do so and Unlike Castlevania where it is more of a linear um, Progression you can actually choose to go to whichever province so you can actually Within like three stages get to the final stage But this is definitely not recommended because you wouldn't be able to get through said stage It's better to go through the other stages beat defeat the warlords and warlocks to gain the sort other sword skills higher jump what have you to be able to make things a little easier on you. I personally haven't, hadn't beat this game until a few years ago via um, emulation when I was trying to rip the FM music that we're hearing right now um, so that was a pretty fun experience to finally get to you know, beat this childhood game which pretty much handed me my ass multiple times. And now I'm gonna play for you the next track um, That I pulled off the shelf for you. This track is called "Settle" from the game Cosmic Psycho, um, from the NEC PC-88 that slash 98, um, composed by Panda, Baki, and Ray. Howdy hi. Uh That was "Settle" from Cosmic Psycho on the NEC PC-88/98, composed by Panda, Baki, and Ray. And uh, that wasn't a humdinger, and I wasn't now. Yes, sir. Now my reasoning as to uh, playing this one is, um, is actually one of the first uh, VGMs I actually downloaded and listened to from VGM rips back when I started um listening to music that way through um, an app called Modizer on my iPhone. Um, and also, it is uh, the track, a uh, portion of the track I use for the ringtone for my wife, um, which I actually originally started using for when we uh, first started going out. So it's kind of a, kind of a silly little thing there. As to what kind of game it is, it's uh, I believe it's like a uh, sci-fi adventure game with um, a lot of adult themes, so you know nudity and explicit um, situations. Um, yeah, it's kind of a kind of one of the, another one of those crazy Japanese. PC adventure games, you know, fun times. Well, um, as to those composers that, um, so Panda, or um, Akira Sato, um, seems to have done the total everything, like putting it together. Uh, composition was provided by Baki, um, aka Hideaki uh, Takashita, and uh, Rei, or Ryu Takami, provided all the sound effects. Or at least this is what I can gather from the information I gathered from the .vgm and multiple sources online. and Now I'm gonna give you a quick rundown of what each of these fellas has uh, done here. So for Akira Sato, um, they did the music for Dynamite Duke from the Arcade, Um, Raiden Triad on the Genesis, Yoshi's Cookie on both the Game Boy and NES. Um, Let's see, my nose are a little disheveled here. Um, So Hideki Takashita mostly just uh, composed this game. La Mal, uh, Kimi ni IO and Nike. Um, now Ryo Takami, you know, I'm pretty sure most of you know. Um, you know, he's uh, composed alongside with uh, Ryu Umemoto on games like Eve Burst Error, Yuno, know, um, Ground Seed, as well as the music for Rusty and so many other games. You know, he's pretty much you know one of the you know BGM heavy hitters, if you will. And yeah, that's most of what I have to say about this uh, game and this track. Um, you know you're just gonna continue on through this um, list of things I want to show you here. Um, so the next track we're gonna be playing is oboe uh, Chong from a uh, Saga Frontier 2 on the PlayStation um, composed by Masashi Hamuzu. Uh, so please enjoy. Chung from Saga Frontier 2 on the Sony PlayStation, composed by Masashihama Uzu, and I hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. And this has got to be one of my personal favorite tracks of all time, um, you know, just that really big-in-your-face, like, warbly lead, those the slightly dissonant pads in the background, the hi-hat just kind of just going, making that rhythm, nice rhythm, and kind of gets you pumped to explore this area the music plays in and go... You know, beat up some monsters and some baddies with your steel dagger. This leads into the uh, composer of this music, um, Masashi Hama Uzu. Um, you know, you got to start um, working on a few tracks for the game um, Front Mission Gun Hazard for Squaresoft. And he would stay with Squaresoft, um, working on Toll Ball No. 1 with various other composers. Um, he eventually got got to do his own uh, first soundtrack with um, Chocobo Dungeon with a little hand-holding from Nobuo. Oimatsu, and then this is his first ever, like, solo project, Saga Frontier 2, and then he would go on to become one of the big, the big boys, big uh, composers of uh, Squaresoft. He would go on to compose um, music for, you know, Dirge of Cerberus, Final Fantasy VII, Um, be one of the main composers for Final Fantasy X, Um, went on to compose all the music for Final Fantasy XIII. Which, at this point, he had become the head music director for Squaresoft, proceeding Nobuo Nobou- Ematsu. And then, um, sometime after this, he had um, left Squaresoft to start his own music production company, um, doing freelancing and all, and even did a side project called Imurat, with a uh, violinist, I can't remember her name, but um, some pretty interesting stuff there. Now, um, as you can probably tell by the name, um, saga, this game is part of the uh, Saga series and it's also the second game after Saga Frontier. But um, these two games are very much unrelated story-wise and you know about everything else. Um, you know, as where most Saga games are pretty open-ended. You get to choose from like up to seven characters to play through a scenarios and you get to just explore all the world and everything. Um, this game, Saga Frontier 2, is linear as to where you only get to choose like like the scenario set up for you um, and you play as Two main storylines, either through Gustav thirteenth and his rise is through um you know being rejected prince and then becoming a you know a force to be reckoned with, and then Will Knights, who is a uh, quell uh, you know a digger who hunts out the like, quells which channel the magic energy Anima from the world, and um and he follows him, and then his eventually you play as his son, and then as his granddaughter, and then Will eventually joins you as like an old man, so like and. You know, each of these scenarios plays through roughly through a hundred years or so. So it's pretty... pretty crazy there. And speaking of crazy, let's talk about the game's uh, systems here. So with most RPGs, um, you would you know, fight in battles, gain experience points, and level up. But in the Saga series, um, instead, you uh, your attributes and your skills and your stats will level up individually. So, say, like, you know, you're in a battle. And depending on how you fight in that battle, like, you know, if you're using mostly physical attacks or magic attacks or, if, like, you know, you're using, you know, like, items or, like, kind of evasive techniques or whatever, um, your certain stats all level up individually. So, like, you know, they go up, like, one or two points each. And, um, and in, in this game in particular, you have not only your stats, but also your weapon, your weapon stats, so, like, you know, your skill with weapons. And each character has, like, an affinity with certain weapons, and then there's even the, uh, elemental, like magics of anima that will level up depending on how much you use those as well so it gets pretty in-depth and and then also in battle you will um, depending on how strong the enemies you are fighting and how you know how much you're using your particular like skills you will uh, spark a a new technique and then what's cool about this particular game is that um, at the beginning of battles you'll have the choice to either do group battle or solo battle so you choose which character you want they'll go out there and it'll be more close-up and you'll go one-on-one with the enemy and then in this you get to choose different like basic attacks like you know slash backslash um, faint dodge you know all these things and then you can um, you know you'll go through and just use these one at a time or if you use them in the right order you'll um, spark a new technique so you know opens up for like some pretty fun stuff there and it's really you know really in depth and kind of you can get lost in it though um unfortunately the game is kind of unfinished so you know there's some things that that have, weren't fully realized and yeah but more it li- you know pretty much you know i love this game you know it's it was really fun i've played through it multiple times i think i've only beaten it once because the last boss and the last. Yeah, the last bosses for each scenarios are like, fucking, just really, really hard, so fun times. And I hope that it gets the uh, remaster treatment that um, that Saga Frontier had just gotten last year. So, you know, I'm kind of keeping my eyes open for that, so Whew, fingers crossed. Now on to the next track I got here for you. Um, you know, I had to kind of go dig in the Pokemon section for a bit, but I found it. And um, here it is. It's uh, Ronald Steam from a Pokemon trading card game on the Game Boy composed by Ichiro Shimakura. It was funky fresh nonetheless. Um, That was Ronald's theme from Pokemon the Trading Card Game from the Game Boy composed by Ichiro Shimakura. And I'll admit that um, I've always tended to like the music from this game more than from the uh, mainline Pokemon games that had come out at this time, so that'd be red, blue, gold, and silver. And that fella, Ichiro Shimakura, uh, would go on to create more music for the follow-up game, Pokemon uh, trading card game Game Boy 2, um, which never got released outside of Japan, which is unfortunate because uh, the music in that is really really good. Um, but he also did music for, um, or sound effects for Saturn Bomberman and Bomberman 64, did music for Mario Parties 3, 4, 7, 8, 10, and you, um, and would be the sound director for, uh, Suikoden 5, amongst other games. So about this game, it's literally Pokemon the trading card game, the video game. Where, um, you know, you play as the protagonist, you go and you go to these clubs to face the club masters, which there's eight of them, to go then face the four grand masters, sounding familiar, to uh, become the champion of the trading card game. But in your way is your rival Ronald, which this music plays for, and you know he's always, he's just kind of like a hot-headed, you know, just getting in your way, and he is your final foe before you become the champion. Again, sounding familiar. And through all this you know you're, you're collecting more cards building up your deck you know make it the best it can be so you can get all the wins so that you can be the very best like no one ever was Aha! wasn't that phony maybe uh, for now i'm gonna be uh, putting this one back on the shelf someplace a little more visible because we're definitely gonna be coming back to it but before I do that, a fun little story, um, you know, back in the late 90s, um, I was really into Transformers Beast Wars and, uh, you know, I had the action figures and I had, uh, one which was not in the show called, uh, Optimus Minor, which was kind of like a, you know, monkey version of Optimus Prime. Penalo- it was like a transmetal something, but, um, yeah, there was a kid that had this game and I wanted to play it, you know, borrow it and play it and he said, hey, you give me this, that action figure and I'll let you borrow this and play this for as long as you like so I did that and you know I enjoyed the hell out of the game played as much as I could and then he wanted it back so I gave it back but I never got the Optimus minor back so thus was the lawlessness of the 90s so yeah good lesson there for you so now moving on to the and more section of this podcast so as previously I had said i be playing for you video game music as well as remixes, original chiptunes, and music inspired by video game music. Now this isn't going to be the uh, the main format of every episode, but you know, sometimes, every once in a while, there might be a mix of them all, but for the most part, an episode will be focused more purely on BGM, or remixes, or original chiptunes, or the you know inspired music. But for now, we got them all right here in this one. And uh, the remix I have for you today is Called Turtle Wave, which is a remix of Let's Go Turtles from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 on the NES, uh, remixed by Maze Dude. So, you know, this one is a real jam. Now, there were some good waves. What kind of waves? Turtle Wave uh, from a remix of Let's Go Turtles from Teenage Mutant Turtles 3 on the NES and Famicom. A remix by Maze Dude, but originally composed by, um, let's see, Kozo Nokomura, Yuichi Sakakura, and Tameo Tomita. So, goddamn. Uh, where do I start with this one? Um, let's start with uh, Maze Dude. damn. Remixer extraordinaire. He's been doing remixes for like Pretty much like the last 20 years his first one was of You know quarters of time from Chrono Trigger back in 2001 So now um, you know, I started using the like really using the internet back in like 2005 2006 you know to mainly look for video game music and uh, What do I find are remixes (laughs) of varying qualities? Um, you know, I'll be elaborating more on that in a future episode, but um just to say, you know, around the time I'm exploring, he drops this, and so it's the first of his remixes I've listened to, and I was just literally like blown away as to like what, how did he do this to something I remember, like, remember hearing when I was when I was playing the game as a kid, and turn it into just something so amazing, and so you know this kind of like opened a new new world for me, you know, finding just so much like cool music that I could actually like you know enjoy listening to because you know in that time. I wasn't really into, like, popular music, so, like, music that my friends were listening to, stuff that was playing on the radio, you know, stuff that people say, like, is good, you know, was good music, I didn't care for, but then, you know, actually finding these remixes of video game music I remember hearing as a kid, and, you know, of just such, like, amazing quality was, you know, like, a blessing. And speaking of blessings, this was my introduction to music made with trackers, which, um you know it would take me about another 5 years to actually like figure out how to properly use but um but this guy Maze Dude is a next level master and um think of which this remix was actually done in the style of a uh, demo scener known as Wave real name Joran Tell of Maniacs of Noise and the particular song he based this style off of was 911 uh, um which actually I have a little clip of it here I can play for you so you can kind of hear for yourselves one one by Wave, uh, real name Jordan Tell, and as you can hear, um, you know, Maze Dude used the sound, you know, maybe not exact the exact you know, styling of that track, but used the sound because he took the module, used the samples that were in that module, added his you know, some of his own samples and all, and kind of maybe changed some things a bit. But um yeah, it's just kind of just really cool how he was able to do that, like mash these two things, you know, take the teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mash it with Wave, Demo scene stuff, bam! You got and you got this really awesome remix. I really encourage you to go check him out. It's uh, you can find him, his music at Maze uh, Dude, M-A-Z-E-D-U-D-E dot com, and um, you know he his whole back catalog of just like remixes upon remixes, as well as um, a bunch of his original music as well. I mean, and again, he's a really really good musician, so you know I can't stop you know saying his praises. It's some really good, really good stuff now we're going to be moving on to our uh, original chiptune section of this of this show um, and we have many many aisles of original chiptune music here at the BG Emporium. Countless aisles and uh, this in particular one is going to be, we're going to be pulling from the uh, NES Famicom original chiptunes um, and this one is of the VRC 6 uh, variety. Um, let's see this one is called uh, Donna Kokyo Demo Akira Mizu. Um, uh, it was uh, made by Tony Tai for the uh, Ubic Tune um, compilation called Equilibrium. And this one's gonna be a real beautiful treat for your ears. Was a wonderful bit of a family track in there. Uh, that was uh, "Dona Kokio Demo Aki uh by Tony Tai for the made for the Yubik uh, Tune compilation uh, album uh, "Equilibrium." And uh, so that the title uh, "Dona Kokio Demo Aki um, re- translates to "Never give up of any predicament," and you know this track truly embodies that things like it just kind of fills you with like this just like oomph of just I can do this and I'm not gonna give up. And so now I'm gonna give you a full-on nerd-ass breakdown of uh, what's going on here. So again this is the original uh, Famic- uh, Famicom NES uh, tune uh, made in Tracker using the BRC6 uh, expansion chip. So that's the uh, regular NES, you know, sound chip, the 2A03, which has the two square, the triangle, the noise, and the sample chant, or like the, you know, the DPCM, I think it is. but um, but this, like the VRC6, adds another two square waves and a sawtooth, so it gives it like more fuller sound, and which was um, used in the uh, Japanese release of, you know, Castlevania 3, and you know, a bunch of other like you know, a few other Konami games, because this was a sound chip made by Konami for, you know, their games. And, um, yeah, you can just kind of hear it in there, just like the fullness, the, just like every, like all the little trillies and going on in there and the melodies and then just like, um, Tony's use of the, that's that, um, I think it's the Sakuhachi, um, the Sakahachi um, sample in there at the beginning is just really just like, kind of gives you those chills and then that really fat triangle, just bass in there and then his use of like the percussion and everything and just. I don't know. It's just one of those of you know, those tracks just like kind of, you know, every time I listen to it I hear something new in it even after like, you know, 10 years I've been listening to this one and I still hear like new little things in it. It's it's amazing. Now it's time for another one of Rage Cage's little story corners here. Um yeah, so I used to host a open mic for close to like 10 years and uh, one night I decided, you know, I was just so into this track that I decided to take the uh you know, I've had family tracker open I took the module I just muted the uh, percussion channel you know that the sample like the percussion samples and I just got up on stage I hooked it in I just played it and I beatboxed to it because um, yeah it just I, I was just feeling it. I was just really feeling it it was just it was really awesome and people were just like you know you know really liked it you know it's just kind of one of those moments where was like okay cool I'm doing something that's really like people actually enjoy and they kind of enjoy this thing that I enjoy too. So yeah, there you go. Now we're exiting the story corner for you. You know, and again, you know, it's a little corner here in the VG Emporium. Just, you know, how like the, I remember Rayleys here in California, Rayleigh's Raleys, Rayleys, had like a little kid corner where like, you know, parents would leave their kids and, you know, they could just like play with toys, board games. They'd have like a movie playing. Some of them maybe haven't had a like a game console in there But you know the kids would just be playing in there and then the parents would just come and pick them up And then you know on the way out we'd pick up a VHS right there in the store Remember that back when they actually had little VHS rental spots inside like supermarkets It was a cool time. Okay, really exiting the story corner here. So Telling you about Tony Tai. So this is a chip tunist, digital digital fusion madman Um that uh, I don't know. He's done a lot. Like I haven't really been keeping up with him lately, but I think he's still making music. Um, I'd imagine. But yeah, his stuff is really, really good. It's um, you know, one of my particular favorite ones to do um, once a year on for pe- some people's birthdays is a jazz fusion remix of the birthday theme. That's a that's a really fun one. But um, yeah, I would I would encourage you to go check him out. I I believe he's on Twitter, uh, SoundCloud. You can find him on Bandcamp, I think, um, you know, YouTube, just, like I said, just look up Tony Ty, T-O-N-Y-T-H-A-Y, two words, Tony Ty, and, um, yeah, you'll find some really awesome music, I would really, again, I would highly recommend you check this guy out. Now, getting into our, uh, music inspired by video game music's, uh, part of the, of the podcast here, um, so now there's a lot of guys So, like Tony Kyle also falls underneath this with his digital fusion stuff. But, um, right now we're going to be playing you, um, Pachyderm punch by floor Baba, uh, from their first album game wave released by Despop. <laughs> Was Pack Punch whoosh, by Floor Baba from their debut album uh, Game Wave, released by the net label Desk Pop back in 2015. Damn, it's been seven years of listening to this fine collection of uh, genre bending ear candy. Speaking of ears, as you could hear, uh, they started this track out kind of like, you know, using some of those, like the samples from um, Yoshi's Island. but then it crashes into this just like really just full kind of like, I don't know how to explain it, kind of hip-hoppy, kind of jazzy, kind of, I don't know, just so many things. This track just kind of keeps popping up in my head and I'll just like, you know, hum it, doodle it, beatbox it, because it's just that that melody and everything about it is just so catchy. I don't know, I, I really like this track. Now a bit about Floor Floorbaba. Um, you know, I found them back in like you know 2015, you know when this uh, this album came out. But I imagine they've been making mu- like some music since like probably early 2010s or so. But um, yeah, they're uh, a crazy, crazy genre-bending music whiz. And just this album, Game Wave itself, is just all over the place. You know, going from yeah, kind of like this kind of smooth jazzy hip hop to kinda like house house jams to you know kind of cool like game show vibey kind of wonky tunes but all of them have this kind of like underlying inspiration of from video game music you know, at least you know not here because that's all I really listen to is video game music and you know this music inspired by it uh, I'm pretty sure I'm not doing a uh, floor baba the best of justice here so all I can say is just go listen to their music um you can find them on soundcloud and bandcamp it's a uh, floor baba f l-o-o-r-b-a-b-a one word together there um and uh yeah there's just except their music is just all over the place they're always just pushing the boundaries of what like you know what can i do here i'm gonna try this thing out mash these things together and i guarantee you that every one of their tracks is a certified banger Oh man, is that the time already? Hey, well it's about time to start kinda winding down and getting ready to close up shop here, but uh, before we go, I'm gonna play you one last track here, and it is Final Transmission from Mega Man Battle Network 3 on the Game Boy Advance, uh, composed by Yoshino Aoki. That was our last track of the day, uh, Final Transmission from Mega Man Battle Network 3, composed by Yoshino Aoki. And this is a really fine farewell to a uh, really good trilogy of at the time of just some really solid games. And I remember seeing the article for this game, like the first Mega Man Battle Network game in uh, Nintendo Bower, like back in like, was it like early 2000? Maybe 1999? And I was just really excited about it because it, like it was a new Mega Man game in like a way I've never seen before for a system that was about to come out that I would probably never get until later. And then, lo and behold, Christmas of uh, 2001, what did I get? is a Game Boy Advance. And the first game I got for it, Mega Man Battle Network. I was just so giddy and happy about it. And, you know, just turn it on and play it. And I just got sucked into it. Just everything about it. Like the look of it. The gameplay, like the crazy, weird, like just RPG elements, and then like the battle system was just so crazy and new, new to me. And then the music was just really, like, really good. It was like one of the just like you know really showcased like the Game Boy's sound system, like like the using the DMG, you know, the two square, the wave, and the noise, and then the direct sound for those nice fuzzy samples that you had to be used for. Actual PCM sample playing or pre-recorded like pre-arranged music, it just really pulled me in, and so then you know I had to get the next one as it came out, Mega Man Battle Network 2, and then when three came out, I just had to go get get it. But this time they came out with blue and white, trying to kind of do what Pokemon did, you know, have each game had slightly different chips and maybe uh, like you know a different um, you know bosses in it and stuff for, but when I got was blue and I played it all the way through and you know I felt it was just a really really solid like you know this is like like building upon like what the first two games had done and just like perfecting it and you know it was a I felt it was a perfect send-off for like you know what was a solid trilogy until they came out with the weird wonky thing that was making them better four and then five came out and that was better and then six came out and it almost almost touched what 3 did but uh, I'm just rambling though here so let me get on to what about Yoshino Aoki um, she it looks like she started with Capcom doing the music arrangement for uh, Mega Man Bal- or Mega Man X3 for the PlayStation and Saturn versions um, went on to do the music for uh, breath of fires uh, three and four also the music uh, composed the music for a super gem fighter mini mix and then uh, started doing music for the Mega Man Battle Network series for two, and then went on to do uh, music for MMBN uh, 5 and 6, as well as the music for the Mega Man Star Force trilogy on the DS. She then left uh, Capcom to uh, co found the music studio Unique Note with um, another ex Capcom composer, at Tetsuya Shibata and then went on to be uh, one of the co-composers for Final Fantasy XV and the uh, some of the other related games that came out along with it, like the episodes and all. And um, lastly, she did some arrangements for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And with that, I'm going to get ready to close down here. Um, I want to thank you so much for um, joining me on this uh, first episode of VG Emporium. Um, it was a pretty exciting kind of kind of a little nerve-wracking to do this but you know finally getting it done and I have so many idea for episodes just like planned out here and um just a little forewarning um there's going to possibly be uh some employees coming in to host some of the episodes um I'm gonna kind of leave it at that you're gonna find out what what that means and then also at some point I'm gonna be bringing in some of my some of my close buddies to kind of talk about Some music some of the video game music as well like you know some subjects they want to talk about and maybe some random things and all but um you know it's gonna be a good time a good fun time and uh yeah just oh just come on back we're gonna be open you know we'll open back up again another day and come on back we have so much in stock for you that feel like we're not gonna round a stock here anytime soon of just so much awesome video game music and got massive selection for you so yeah Again, thank you so much for listening, and um, and I'd just like to give another uh, shout out thanks to uh, Robin Pernell of Rhythm and Pixels for uh, you know again like for those bonus beats episodes that finally turned this seed into a sprout that's gonna hopefully grow into a big old big old tree like they did, and uh, thanks to uh, Justin and Mike over at uh, XVGM Radio podcast for uh, being the first actual VGm podcast that I uh, interacted with, and then a uh, thanks to the boys over at um, at pixelated audio for being my first VGM podcast. I started listening to back in I don't know shit like 2016, and also a thank you to Alex Messenger of a VGM Journey, um, for just that comp that out of the blue conversation we had on that I don't know what it is that Twitter space thing. You were hosting you were hosting a conversation of VGM with a few other folks, and uh, just some of the ins- just the inspirational words you gave me. You know, just the advice and tips and stuff, and um, yeah. Thank you all for, um, yeah, just giving me the inspiration I needed to just get this going. And with that, I'm your host, AJ Reyes, Rage Cage. Um, Again, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Um, I'm going to start doing YouTube stuff. um, And uh, my name's spelled out R-A-Y-J, K-A-Y-J. And also, you can start finding stuff at at VG Emporium you know, on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hopefully most podcatchers, um, if you're listening to this, hopefully I figured it out by now. So have yourself a good day. And I hope to see you here again next time at the VG Emporium.